Amen. Hey, how good is it to have uh, our musicians back? Amen. We figured out that without y'all, we're Baptist. <laughs> we're going to sing some hymns when y'all <laughs> It was still good. I, I didn't say Baptist church wasn't good. It was it was still good, wasn't it? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Acts twelve twenty four. Acts twelve twenty four. I gotta preach a two hour sermon in thirty minutes. <clears throat> Acts twelve no, you're good. Acts twelve twenty four. The word of God grew and multiplied. But the word of God grew and multiplied. You can go ahead and be seated. <laughs> Um, the world has a lot of problems. And Darren, I'm sure that we've, some of y'all may have heard this before, but they say if you can figure out why a pizza is round, stored in a square box, and served in triangles, then you can probably solve most of the world's problems. The truth is our world's in trouble. Um, you got a picture of the doomsday clock, Shane? Um, this thing's been around for a long time. And what they do is, uh, this is the atomic doomsday clock. And basically what they say is, um, it's given by, if you, if you can read that in the background, it said the bulletin of the atomic scientist. And... <clears throat> In 2023, this year, they moved, they moved it up to closer than it's ever been. These are people that look at the signs and look at what's going on in the world and look at the hostility of governments and look who's got their finger on a nuclear button. And they decide how close are we to nuclear disaster in the world. And they have concluded that we are now 90 seconds till midnight. Now, there are times when they move it back the other direction. There's times when things get better, uh, times when world leaders change. But the fact that these people who aren't claiming to be religious, they're just saying we're just looking at the facts, are saying that our world is on the brink of the end should get your attention a little bit. Now, am I trying to scare you? No. Because if you're a Christian, <laughs> click on over, baby. If you're a Christian, let 12 come, right? But I do want to wake us up because we've got lost family. And we've got people that we're coming in contact with that um, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I, I can't wait to meet this guy on this new job on night shift because the truck that I drive, every morning when I get it, it's on 91.1. I don't know who he is. And then I turn it off. <laughs> I don't listen to music. <laughs> I, I, and then I listen to somebody's podcast or a sermon or something. But it's cool that he, there's, evidently, evidently there's a, there's a Christian brother there somewhere. <clears throat> but there's a lot of heathens in this world. And the truth is, th this could be so exciting for us. But I want it to be a wake-up call for us too. Because if they're saying this, then... Um, we, need, we need to wake up. 
Um, let me let me read you this. This is pretty interesting. I read this the the, the other day, and it says. Uh, Polycrisis. Have you ever heard that word? Polycrisis. Permacrisis. Have you ever heard that word? Um, there's a lot going on in our world, so they're actually trying to come up with new terms to describe what's going on in our world. Um, it says the ongoing fallout from COVID-19, high levels of debt, some banks failing, coupled with rising interest rates, the war in Ukraine and its ongoing repercussions, including a food crisis and an energy crisis, luckily eased a little by a mild winter. Rising inflation and a cost of living crisis, capital outflows from emerging markets, international trade wars, social unrest, geopolitical confrontation, and the specter of nuclear war, the list of major global problems and future risk is long and dizzying. So the term used now is polycrisis. It says there's crisis on every turn. Like so much of the world is in not just emergency mode, but in crisis mode. And when I read what I read to you, I read that from my heart because when, when you, if, you, if you really listen, and, and what we do, let's be honest, most of the time we ignore it because it's depressing. Can I get an amen? Most of the time, we ignore it because it's like, well, I don't watch the news. And, and I get that. And you're probably sad you came tonight so that I could fill you in on all the stuff that's going on. And you're sitting there thinking, I don't watch the news. Turn him off too. <clears throat> the problem is just because you ignore a problem doesn't mean it's not a problem. And just because we ignore it and ignorance is bliss, the truth is sometimes you need somebody to say, hey, there is a lot going on in our world. And though we are blessed, though we are extremely blessed, Sam, we need to realize how important it is to understand who we are in all of this. So the verse that I read to you says simply this, but the word of God grew and multiplied, but the word of God grew and multiplied. This was first century church, right? This is, this is after or during the persecution of the church. They're being scattered out. I actually looked up a list of first century martyrs in the church, and the list was put in alphabetical order. There were so many. So many people lost their lives for the gospel's sake. And whether we realize it today or not, Brother Eddie, there are people right now losing their lives for the gospel's sake. Our world is growing at a rapid pace. This is an interesting fact. Just throw this at you. India just surpassed China for the largest population. And they weren't supposed to do that till like the middle of this year. And I think they did it like a month ago or a couple weeks ago. Do you have that, Shane? Do you have the, this, this, is the, this is the world's population clock right now. See how there's people being born? Watch that number. Well, it's just, well, never mind, Shane. It's, there it goes. Is it going? It's glitchy. It's like seven, eight, no, no, that one went down. This, the population, eight, that's good, Shane, eight, Billion. 
there are people dying, but that's a totally different number. That's not what that was. That was some glitch. (laughs) Eight billion people in this world. Think about that. Eight billion people. And as you see, there are more showing up every second. Every second. How many, how many births today? I think like 350,000 worldwide. 350,000. Uh, there's about 150, 160 deaths every day, but we're still growing at 144 to 144,000 people. And po- people after people after people just keep showing up. The problem is these are people that have souls these are people that are born into this world, and, and Eric, with a soul, they've got a Savior that loves them. Yeah. Amen? And there's got to be somebody that has a burden to at least talk to the person that we work with about how great Jesus is. Despite what's going on in our world, I don't see where Jesus rescinded his commandment. I don't see where he, where he gave us time off and said, and, and, and I know, I know, and I want to preach on us a little bit. I know we want to go in a corner and we don't want to hear it and we want to just curl up and get away from it all. But the truth is somebody's got to wake up. At the song that we sang, it's time for an awakening. Well, here's the problem with an awakening. Usually there's a sound that goes before the awakening. There's an alarm that is set. And when that alarm is sound and it's time for the trumpeters to start blowing the trumpet of and let the church know you got something in you that can deliver the person beside of you and they're waiting on you to show up. The Bible says it like this. The whole earth is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Um, we, we can't be asleep anymore. But in the first century church, Brother Darren, the first century church, when all the persecution is happening, when everything is going on, the Bible says, but the word of God grew and multiplied. And I think about all of this multiplication of people, all the multiplying that is going across our world. How much more does the church have to step up and begin to multiply the word of God to a people that seem to be more lost now than they've ever been. And, and I, know the, I know the prophecy is real. I know the love of many will wax cold. I know that. But our world's in trouble. But it's hard for me to put all of this into perspective when I talk about the world. It's like preaching on the sin of America. I can preach on the sin of America because America will not be accountable for her sins because she's a nation. But when you preach on the sins of people, because that's the only kind of thing that can sin are people, it's better to put it in a group and say, the sins of America, our country has gone downhill. Our country has done. No, it's the people in the country. The country don't have anything to do with it. It's the people. And when the people, let me tell you where it really started. It really got bad in the pulpit before it ever got bad in Congress. Can you say amen? 
there was a time when people really did preach God's word and God's word accomplished what it was sent to do but now we're running a popularity contest and we're just trying to fill up pews let me tell you as a pastor it's not the empty pew that concerns me it's the one that has a person in it that's the one that concerns me why why because if, if God has put you in any type of leadership, you got a responsibility. I want to preach to my heart. Is that all right? I can get away from my notes if I need to. you got a responsibility to do what? To somehow motivate you or somehow challenge you or somehow preach to you in a way that ignites a fire in you that went, that's not just temporary and you feel it for a moment and you walk out the door and forget it. No, you take it to work with you tomorrow or you take it to school with you tomorrow or you take it wherever you need to take it. And when you get there, the same fire that was burning in you in here burns with you out there and it becomes contagious to a world that is hungry for fire. Oh, better be careful. No, no, better be careful. This is my heart. The church has gotten lazy. So, so, so lazy. I use this example all the time. But Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, give me some more. TikTok, Snapchat, give me some more. Christian mingle, single, something. No. It used to be, come on, there's got to be more, right? Some of them ain't, not, some of them probably, we ain't saying those preachers, those ain't no good. There's a, but I'm going to tell you this, those alone will stand as a witness against us. We did have time to witness. We did have time to pray. We did have time to seek God. And we did have time to get in his word. We did have time. When we stand before Jesus, do you think he really cares how many videos you looked at and that's going to help you at all? No, but the devil is trying every way he can to distract you because he knows how much power is in you. And if you wake up, he's in trouble. So, uh, Sophie, when you get my age, they're all running together. Sophie, Alice, Samuel, James. Sophie stays all night with us the other night. And I could tell she started missing Taylor. She went, Mommy. And I said, What? Hey, huh? And, and man, I just start talking. And I start talking. She looks up at me and I just start talking. I, like, I gotta get I, I get it, you know. Taylor was sick, and I had to get her off. And and the more I talked, the more she looked at me. And I'm telling you, I got it. She forgot all about mommy. Because I'm good at distraction. And, and a little while later, she did it again. She said, Mommy, here I go again. Watch me do my thing. <laughs> Next thing we know, she was asleep and we were good. And I got to thinking, how many times have we known what we needed? And we cry out for it. 
But somehow, some way, the devil begins to do his dance. We know. We got a longing down inside of us. I'm gonna, I promise you, she needs her mommy more than she needs me. I pro- and she knew down deep inside something was missing. And she began to cry out. Have you ever been to a place? Dustin, I'm glad you had a good prayer meeting last night. I am so glad because there comes a time that the church has to start crying out when it ain't prayer meeting, when it ain't time to pray at the church. you got to cry out because you know something is missing but don't let the devil do his song and dance and distract you oh he'll throw anything at you anything your past your future your present tense state he'll throw them all at you he'll give you all kinds of reasons amen acts 28 31 Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. You know what that means? That word, no man forbidding him, that means there was no hindrance. There was no distraction. There was nothing stopping him. Darren, he was that focused on preaching the kingdom of God. No man forbidding him. That word forbidding means distracting or hindering. Galatians says it like this, you did run well. Who did hinder you? What stopped you? You were running well. What stopped you? I promise you it's a distraction. And it's a distraction that does not matter. It it does not matter. And when we look around, Aaron, at the things that are holding us back, if we'll just lay them down. Why are you saying this, preacher? Because I really believe, I really believe in the mission of our church. I really believe that we've got a goal and a vision. And in that vision, it takes people. And those people have to be on fire for God. What's my? I want to challenge you to say, you know what? This year, I'm going to win one person to Christ. I want to challenge you that you say, this year, I'm just going to win one person, at least one person to Christ. Where do I begin? Ask, ask. If you don't know where to start, ask. One person. One person. I know y'all know this story, but it's worth repeating. David Gibbs said he went with a man one day, and that man said, I pray that God allows me to lead a person to him every day. One person every day. And David gives faith, man. I mean, he believes. He said, ah, that's a pretty tall prayer. He said, how's it going? He said, so far, good. He said, they were at a gas station. He said, he's standing there, and he, the guy starts his thing. He starts witnessing to the person behind the counter. David Gibbs said, he was like, oh, boy, here we go. And he's witnessing to him. And the person behind the counter, they're not into it. They really didn't want to hear it. Have you heard this story? Didn't really want to hear it. And David Gibbs said he could tell. He said about that time, this person, I think it was a lady behind him in line, reaches up and pecks on his shoulder and turns around and tears is rolling down her face. And she said, sir, I want to be saved. He said, right place, wrong person. Turns around. Leads that lady to the Lord right there in the middle of the gas station. And, and, and David Gibbs said, he looked at him, he said, how do you do this? How do you do this? He said, you have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. Listen, I'm praying for 100 souls this year. 
And here's what I've been thinking. I've been thinking, God, how many revivals do we need to have? How many, how we need to do this? How do we need to do that? How's it going to add up? How's it going to do this? How's it going to, and he laid it on my heart. He said, tell the people to go get them. He said, tell the people to go get them. Tell them to go get them. Don't, you don't have to have a revival. you got to have a church on fire that's talking to their balls in the middle of the morning and open up in conversations with Jesus. Oh, hurry. All these multiple overlapping emergencies in the world. I want you to watch this. Acts 6 and 1. In those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews. He said, Hold on, let me back up there. When the what? And in those days, when the what? Number. 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 I've heard this. I've heard this. Uh, you know, the number of people that go to your church don't matter. It don't? Because when you see that word number, it's souls. The, the number does matter. It's people. It's, it's a person. So if the number doesn't matter to you, then, then why, why, why would you ever try to win somebody? I know people aren't a number, but this is God working through people to touch people. Oh, don't get nervous on me. Don't get nervous on me because I believe growth is a beautiful word. And if we ain't growing this way, we better be growing this way. If we ain't growing this way, we better, hey, there's growth both ways. You don't just grow in number. You should grow in spirituality. You should grow in sanctification. You should grow in worship. You should grow. Amen. All right, next, uh, Acts 6 and 7. And the word of God did what? Increased. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. They even got the religious folks believing. Let me say that again. The priests were obedient to the faith. They even got the religious folks believing. I don't know if y'all caught what Sister Mona said. She said some people don't even know Jesus loves them. They really don't. We, we got, yeah, go. We got people running around preaching to people and, and, and putting things in them that Jesus never put on them. We got people telling people that they got to do X, this, 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 and this to be saved. And these people are so messed up that when you try to witness to them about the finished work of Christ, they know what they got to do to be saved. But they don't know that he's the one that already did what they needed to be saved through. And now they're messed up. So what's your, somebody, uh, somebody tell me. What imputed righteousness is? Somebody in this church right now. And not an elder, not a preacher. What is imputed righteousness? Excuse me? He gives you his righteousness. Jesus. Gives you his righteousness. Yes, sir. Do you know there's people that don't understand what imputed righteousness is? So do you understand, because you get to hear this, <laughs> that there's an awesome responsibility on you 
to tell people out there the truth about Jesus and what he did for them? That he took his righteousness. Now, I, man, you say, well, I'm a mess. Well, I'm telling you, he account, he, he, it's counted to me as righteousness. You know what that means? That means when he looks at me, he says, righteous. And I'm like, I ain't righteous. He said, I said you're righteous. It ain't your righteousness. It's my righteousness. And I put it in your account. And I'm looking at the account. And the account says you're righteous. But, man, but God, I don't deserve to be justified. You're justified freely. Not by anything that you've done, I justified you. And not only did I justify you in the court of law, not only did I redeem you, but I looked at you and I said, hey, you're free to go. But then I said, no, I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to adopt you. So I set you free. I did it all for you. And then I adopted you into my family. And now you're mine. That is the most greatest news you have ever heard in your life. And there's somebody out there, Doug, that needs to hear it. The word of God increased and the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. Acts 16 and 5. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. Huh. Why do you have the Holy Ghost? Excuse me? You can't answer. To, to, to bear witness of him? I thought it was. Is that part of it? I'm going to tell you right now, when you get a revelation of Jesus, it's sometimes you just got to say, whoa! Don't you? Anybody? Have you ever felt like doing that? You ever felt like doing that, Robin, in church? You just feel like going, whoa! People are there, and you're just like, mm-hmm. you just keep it in. Because you know what the Spirit does? It testifies of Him. And man, when it starts testifying of him, <laughs> Sherry, he's saying, do it again the same way you did before. Testify about it. He, when he starts testifying to you about Jesus, it does something to you. Let me tell you about him. Oh, man, I've got six minutes. Watch this. And the church were established in the face and increased in number daily. Why do you have the Spirit? Acts 1 and 8. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be Witnesses. Witnesses, 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 witnesses. You have the Spirit to be a witness. You have the Holy Ghost to be a witness. You have the Spirit of God in you to be a witness. A witness of what? A witness of love, a witness of truth, a witness of grace, a witness of mercy, a witness of salvation, a witness of the cross, a witness of the crown of thorns, a witness of the tomb, a witness of the resurrection, a witness of what Jesus can do. That's why you got the Spirit. You're saved by the Spirit. But he said this, this baptism, he said, I'm giving you this so that you can be a witness. He empowers you to be a witness. Because you on your own, you're not a good witness. If some people knew the real you, they wouldn't sit beside you in church. Y'all know how we do our testimonies? The illustration I've used before, I use it again. We church them up. You know what? Uh, y'all pray for me. I was struggling today. Don't tell us what that struggle was because some people would move away from you. <laughs> Amen. It's okay. I know you. Watch Acts 9, 31. Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea. 
Galilee and Samaria, and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the, man, that sounds nice, don't it? Don't, don't, that, don't that just sound like a nice summer day scripture? And in the comfort of the Holy Ghost, but yeah, were multiplied. Acts 5, 14, and believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both men and women. Hurry. Five minutes, watch this. Daniel 7, 21. Daniel 7, 21. Y'all got a minute? Is it getting hot in here? Everybody good? Daniel 7, 21. Behold, and the same horn made war with the saints and pre prevailed against them. Prevailed against them until, we read this during Easter, I got to finish this real quick because it goes with this sermon. Until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. When is that time? Right now. Where's the kingdom of God? In you. Right now. Right now. Right? Right? All right. Thus, thus he said, the four beasts shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth which shall be diverse from all kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of the kingdom are ten kings that shall arise and another shall rise after them and he shall be diverse from the first and he shall subdue three kings. And he shall speak great words against the Most High. Listen to this scripture. And shall... Wear out the saints of the Most High. Can I ask you a question? Do you ever look around at the current state of this world and it just wears you out? No, preacher, don't look at it. Don't watch the news. Don't know nothing about it. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. If, if you're on any of that social media stuff, you know. I don't know who this person was that just came out, but they're all up in arms about it and the whole world's talking about it. Who cares? Who cares, right? We should. We should. You know how we should care? We should say, man, I hope they get saved. Man, I hope somebody shows them Jesus. But, but I'll tell you what the saints do. We get wore out, and then we start hating, and we start feeling justifying in our hate. And I'm going to tell you right now, that was never God's intention for you. His intention was for you to be a witness of his grace and his mercy and his power. Mm -hmm. Amen. Oh, they disgust me. Don't tell me he ain't wearing them out. Don't tell me you don't get wore out. I try to love them, but they're just, ugh. Such were some of you. And shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a time of times and dividing of times. The saints are getting wore out. The Ancient of Days has already gave judgment and said, you shall possess the kingdom. The problem is the saints are getting wore out. And it looks like when the saints get wore out, it looks like the world's in trouble. But the next verse says this. But the judgment shall sit. <laughs> I, I really thought in my head y'all would be like, Yeah! The Ancient of Days made a judgment. <laughs> And the saints look like they're getting wore out. But the judgment is still going to sit. 
What am I saying? I'm saying there ain't no devil in hell can change what the judge has already said. We own, we possess, and we got. The kingdom is ours. That judgment will sit. Oh, it goes on. And they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. Not after the end, unto the end. Not after the sweet by and by. It's time for the church to rise up right now and be the church. But I'm tired, boss. Get up. But you just don't know how weak I am. Get up. Let the weak say there, get up. Get up. I'm too tired to pray. I'm too weak to pray. I'm too this to pray. I'm too that to study. I'm too dumb to study. I can't figure it out. Read it anyway. There's power in God's word. Pray anyway. Because they shall take away his dominion and destroy it unto the end. See, I thought because Jack Van Impey spoke out of Daniel, this was all apocalyptic. It's not. What is this saying? It's saying the saints of God have a judgment in their favor. The kingdom has already been given to them. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying this territory already belongs to us. It's already been paid for, and he gave it to us, but we got to stop being tired and get after it. Amen, amen, amen. Whoa. Any questions? Verse 27. Can I go? Can y'all give me a minute? Verse 27, watch this. Man, if this ain't good, I don't know what is. But the judgment shall see. Is there verse 27? I was like, it was in my Bible. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven, where? Under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey them. All dominions shall serve and obey them. I was taught that this is a millennial reign when the saints will, will judge the earth and everybody. Well, if, if, if it's after it's all wrapped up, who's going to be here serving us? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. These are the, 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 the dominions that he's talking about. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying right now we should be having these spirits obeying us, not in the sweet by and by, but right now we should be walking in power and deliverance and the judgment should sit. D Daniel didn't understand this because he didn't understand the Holy Ghost. Verse 28, hitherto is the end of the matter. And that's about all I got to say about that, folks. He says, as for me, Daniel. <laughs> you, you see what he says? Hmm. The whole thing kind of troubled me. But anyway, that's all I got to say. It shouldn't trouble us. Randy, we should walk in power. 
We should walk in deliverance, and we should be multiplying the kingdom of God. If that guy can do it every day, surely I can get one this year. I got to change this. I I really need to change this because I know what everybody's going to be doing. December 31st, you're going to be out witnessing. Because you're going to put it off and put it off and put it off. Man, I really need to witness that one soul. December 31st, you'll be going to New Year's Eve party. Hey, do you know Jesus? It's time to get saved. So you, you, you need to find somebody for the, for the months out. You need to pray and have God lead you to somebody because somebody's waiting on you. Amen. Let's stand. got prayer requests, hold your hand up. If you want God to use you to lead somebody out and multiply his kingdom, would you keep your hand up? If you're willing to deny yourself for a little bit or a whole lot, say, God, I understand why the devil's trying to trick me now because I know who I am. I got power to be a witness if that's you, keep your hand up. Look around the building. Look around the building. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word, your promise, your grace, your mercy, your love, your calling, your equipment, what you've given us. Thank you for your spirit, Lord. God, there's a world out there that don't know you. God, let us remove the distractions out of our lives because we know truth. We know what you gave us. We know what you did for us. We know that it's relationship, not religion. We know. We know that. God, we know about salvation. and We know about sanctification. We know about growing in this thing and getting closer to you. We know all of those things.